Selfish, we talk to the lovely Zoe, also known as the Barefoot Rebel, who shares with us all things motivational speaking and why self care is important to her. Welcome, welcome back to Selfish. And we, oh, that, what, what kind of intro was that, Amy? Was that my best ever? <laughs> Do you think it was like a, was that like a BBC presenter then, wasn't it? Well, do you know always... what? From from Zoom, you looked like you were doing a power ballad. So <laughs> it was more BBC CBBS than BBC, though, wasn't it? Well, I thought you were Celine well. Dion, to be honest. <laughs> we have got an amazing guest this week who knows all about the importance of self care, um, and I'm going to let Zoe introduce herself and, and and tell you all about the wonderful things and the message that she spreads to people through her fabulous Instagram account with her fabulous hair. And guys, if you're listening today, I wish you could see. In fact, you will see because we will post a picture of this amazing hair um, when we share this when we share this episode. But yes, please, Zoe, explain, share about yourself to our lovely listeners. Actually, glad to say, first of all, thank you so much for that wonderful <laughs> introduction about the hair. Love it. Bless you. Um, oh, gosh, where do I begin? I'm an international public speaker, soon, very soon to be published author. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my heart's like in my throat just saying that. But I'm a mental health advocate and mental illness warrior. Let's just say warrior, because why not? <laughs> On the side, I'm also a mum to a seven-month-old and a 28-year-old man-child. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, lots of self care needed indeed. So I met, saw you for the first time at um, a TEDx talk in Lincoln, and you did a very inspiring speech, which um, I think is possibly, is that why you came up with the Barefoot Rebel um, name? Yes, it was a nickname given to me by um, the people that, you know, kind of work backstage because I have a massive anxiety disorder believe it or not (laughs) and when my anxiety is in orbit I really struggle to focus on what I'm saying focus on what I'm doing I kind of I'm barefoot now but I use a barefoot technique just to like ground myself almost to focus my energy through the floor what can I feel underneath my feet and it just helps calm that anxiety just a little bit so I can get out what I'm trying to say I love really interesting yeah do you know it's really weird because I love being barefoot and my kids love being barefoot and Mm. um I love love nothing more than to walk in the grass with yes when the dog poo's been picked up first (laughs) obviously (laughs) otherwise it's quite risky business no absolutely I agree if I'm having a really the sort of day I do just go stand in a garden take a few deep breaths and just focus on what I can feel underneath my feet what sensations I can hear just to ground myself again that's so interesting I've never thought of it like that I just I'm so naive aren't I? I was like oh I wonder if her shoes hurt and then it came from that I'm such a nod all, maybe, maybe she maybe she bought some new shoes and then they didn't feel very nice so she took them off at the last minute <laughs> it was a pretty much a last minute decision um I had shoes on right 
up until they said my name. And really? when I said my name, my shoes come off. And I was like, no, that's it, I can't do it. Because I've been practicing barefoot. I've been practicing this yeah. technique and thought, on a day I'll be fine. No, I was not fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Such, it's so interesting, isn't it? We're learning so much through this podcast of all these different techniques and it's and it's brilliant because I actually do go away and try things when I you know and and they work it's great and I think that just goes to show that no one technique is right and that there's so many different techniques for different people on coping with you know anxiety or worry or stress uh so yeah bare feet come on everybody I tell you what for the rest of this episode if you're listening and it is safe to do so take your shoes off I'm gonna take my clogs off Right, I'm taking my feet a bit. Right, taking uh, my socks. Right, I am literally taking my socks <laughs> off now. I've got, there we I've go. Got, I am. Look, I am. Okay. Let's get. I think we get Amy. Right, right. Going to get a screenshot of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not matching. We're such dickheads. <laughs> Life's too short for matching socks. It's fine. It is. <laughs> well, I always say to the kids, two socks is a pair. Exactly, exactly. They don't have to match. They, they, they matched for the first six months of their life. And then I was just like, you know what? Life is too short to sort socks <laughs> into pairs. And this like, week's self-care <laughs> tip is don't worry about your socks matching. <laughs> just go bare feet. So, Zoe, share a little bit about um, about your story. Where where did your kind of... why you know, Why are you talking to people? What makes you want to share you know, your story and helping other people, because you do help other people, you help a lot of people. So where did that all stem from? Actually, that's very kind to say. Thank you. I, I try and help people, that's a fact. Long story short, I'm in recovery for atypical anorexia, which okay. basically I tick all the box for anorexia. However, I live in a large body. I have hormone problems. I have binge purge cycles. So my weight was never going to be the way to make sense and I've kind of embraced body acceptance through my recovery journey I've realized that the BMI scale is a load of rubbish yeah (laughs) really behaving nearly but I recognize that when I was when I was in that healthy category on the BMI I was dying basically and my body was shutting down my heart was failing. In September 2018, I was told I wouldn't live to see Christmas. Oh, my God. I carried on. But I was a healthy weight. So none of the doctors, everyone I spoke to about this, no one recognised it was an eating disorder because too fat to have an eating disorder. Yeah. So I just got fobbed off. Crazy. And no one recognised it. Yes, even I was half weight. It's the end of the day is a mental illness. My thoughts patterns, my behaviours were far from healthy. Everything that I was doing was far from healthy. So I've been on this whole uh, journey over the past quite few years. a short amount of time as well. So <laughs> much that I had to take in. Yeah, I entered treatment and uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't have long to turn it around really and massive kick up the bum. And <laughs> it's just been such a whirlwind. But I realised that, oh my gosh, I've been looking at life wrong. <laughs> Forgive me, I know it sounds really weird, but I have. No, I've been so focused. No, it sounds really, I can really resonate with that, actually, yeah. Yeah. I've just been so focused on all the wrong things. Been so Protect- focused on... What was the wrong things you were focused on? I was just focused on, like, counting calories and the way I looked and the way I others may see me. I tried to change 
who I was for everyone else. I completely lost who I was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Complete. I really empathise yes. with that. I'm pleased about that. Yes. But yeah, I was just, everyone was saying, oh, you need to lose weight, you need to do this, you need to do that. I was so focused on, again, what everyone else was saying, all the needs, the mush, the shoulds. I lost my whole personality. I nearly lost my life. And for what? <laughs> In the pursuit of the ideal body that doesn't exist. Yeah. I already had my ideal body, it turns out. It's That's... always been here. And I think... Um... You go for you first. <laughs> I was saying it shines through your face. I know we're on like listeners can't can't see your face right now, but when you talk when you're talking about yourself now, you look happy, you're glowing, you're you know, it's not just I mean it's not I just don't mean because you've got great hair and your makeup's great. I mean <laughs> it shines. You can see when somebody's yeah. got a happy, positive mindset because it just it comes out in their in their mannerisms. So but what how how did that switch was it was it the doctor's diagnosis or was it other things as well oh so 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 many things um obviously the di- when I was eventually when I eventually went into treatment it was a big wake-up call the damage that I had done but one of the things that I do talk about a lot is set point theory yep. which is my favorite thing in the world <laughs> because it explains why diets don't work and I can hear a lot of people in the background going what but bear with me on this one I used to be a yo-yo dieter I would go on a diet lose weight but then I'd regain the weight within a matter of what months Mm -hmm. because our bodies aren't designed to be you know as that weight. it likes to be at your set point if you like so when you engage in these dietary behaviors when you restrict you know do all these different weird and wonderful shake diets and try not to say names because I don't want to get in trouble and get sued again (laughs) but when you do these diets you know and you lose the weight your bodies don't like it and they start to rebel you'll start to feel tired you'll start to feel cold you'll have no energy because your body's fighting to bring you back to where it needs to be at your set point however it works as well you know if you eat more than what you should um, I use Christmas and it's as an example because <laughs> Christmas for me is cheese and wine period. That is mm-hmm. yes. Christmas. I gain weight over Christmas. It's going to happen. I can accept that because I know come January, naturally that weight will drop back off without me gauging in dietary behaviours because my metabolism speeds up and my hunger signals lower, meaning I eat less naturally. So again, that weight will come off. But again, when you're constantly dieting, constantly going on this yo-yo roundabout, it is so much more damaging for your body than just accepting where your weight needs to be at, at your set point, if you like. That's so interesting. And you've been dealing with that and using that as part of your recovery for the last few years. But what I found really interesting since I've been following you is how you address your recovery, um, how you admit it's not a, right, I'm better now. Just because I understand oh, no. and know this, I'm better now. And you put something on social media, oh, I think it was last weekend, it was some stories about how you'd sat outside, you hadn't realised how far you'd come until oh, after because yes. you spent some time with your friends and at no point during that time were you worried about how you looked how much you were eating how many calories what what people were thinking of you so it wasn't just what you were eating and drinking you were also 
at the time when when you were at, at the worst of your illness worrying about what people thought of you like you said earlier you changed who you were for everyone else um and that post really I don't know what the correct words it stuck with me because I thought well first of all it was lovely to see the way you spoke you. and the relief and um just that something in you that it was genuine oh my gosh I've just realized how far I've come but also what you said I think a lot of people with anxiety and sort of social anxiety and you know weight concerns aside um felt feel like that so when you realize that how did that feel as part of your recovery oh <laughs> an adjective can I use that <laughs> yes just oh my goodness I I'm not gonna lie there was gin involved in that <laughs> evening so I do apologize for that story because I was a little bit merry to say the least <laughs> but I just realized that it it was possibly one of the first moments that I'd been completely present with my friends if that makes sense completely yeah. in the moment enjoying what I was doing and engaging with conversations not sneaking off to google how many calories I'd you know just consumed or trying to work out what drink had the least amount in it oh no and it was just such a strange moment to look back and go wow I just actually enjoyed a full evening and I wasn't panicking about again how they might see me oh my gosh do they like me <laughs> are, are they secretly you know have they secretly got a whatsapp group messaging oh my God. so many people like that I'm <laughs> have they secretly got a whatsapp group because once or twice you know they pick up the phones and oh, are they secretly laughing at me <laughs> I just had none of it at all and it was just such a relief and oh, yeah massive release just to be completely present in a moment it was amazing that's so lovely and reassuring to people it was probably it's one of those things isn't it where you go through a recovery I can imagine there's stages where you start to struggle because you probably feel like nothing's changing so to suddenly have one of those moments is a this is worthwhile this is worth pursuing this is worth persisting with um, absolutely and I think it's so important to kind of document these things now, I know I did a quick story on Instagram but I wrote it down over there my notebook is over there and I make notes of all of these little moments I make notes of the times that are really good and why it's so important for me to carry on and when I am having one of those days where it's just you know my eating disorders is screaming at me and everything's just getting on top of me and what's the point in recovering sort of moment I can go over to my little notebook and have a little flick through and go oh yeah but this is why oh yeah do you remember this Zoe you know yeah it was quite quite nice that feeling wasn't it this is why you're fighting this is why we're aiming for recovery that's so that's almost one of your self-cares absolutely things to to remind yourself and mark down the happy moments so there must have been some pretty dark times through your you know from your recovery and before your recovery are you happy to share the darker times with us yeah I'm I was gonna say I'm an open book but obviously <laughs> with my book coming out in a few months time <laughs> don't share it all or there'll be nothing very, <laughs> very open book yes there was absolute times where I didn't feel that recovery was ever going to be possible and I was just so 
clouded by self-hatred because I forgot how to look after myself, basically. I was so busy trying to look after everyone else and recover and (laughs) work and be the perfect wife and be the perfect everything. I completely forgot to look after myself, if that makes sense. And there are times, yes, where I did attempt to take my own life. I did, my marriage nearly ended. I ended up- So sorry to hear that you felt like that and you were at that, that must have been. Yeah, you just, it's, that's why I'm such a big advocate for self-care now because I never, I never want to feel like that again. You know, at the time I was safe for surfing as well. I was technically homeless because I was convinced, you know, so many negative voices and so many negative thoughts. I was convinced my husband could do so much better than me. And I was a burden on society and friends. So I ended up like sleeping on benches and all sorts for, yeah, just to, gosh, I was so convinced, so drowning in all of these negative thoughts because I hadn't stopped. I hadn't allowed myself to stop and rest and reboot. I just kept trying to keep going and keep going until I burnt out. That, wow. Um, the, yeah. the phrase, you forgot how to look after yourself, um, has resonated with you, with me. Um, do you feel that it is still, you still have a chance of that happening? For example, you've recently had a baby, um, beautiful so cute um but did you was was there a concern then that because there's obviously there's this there's a few things isn't there there's the eating disorder side of things but then there are also these this obvious um feeling that of um lack of self-worth for want of a better phrase um and also trying to be the perfect wife the perfect the, the perfect mother is there's a lot of pressure on that did you feel that pressure and if so how did you how did you prepare yourself? Because I think that's a really important um, element of self-care, as it were. I, I'm beginning to not like the word self-care because it takes away what it actually... Self-preservation is probably a better yes. word for this as a, as a mother. Did you prepare yourself for feeling like that? Did you know that you'd be um, potentially worrying about being the perfect mother? Or was it a bit of a shock? I try to prepare. I am such a massive perfectionist. It is so annoying <laughs> I try so hard to challenge this trait and I'll purposely this sounds so petty but I'll purposely leave like a little bit of washing up on the side and sit on my hands and refuse to do it to try and challenge really? that perfectionistic That's side amazing. of me it's so annoying but I kind of knew you know after giving birth that hmm, I'm gonna struggle here so I prepared as best I could I bulk made like loads of lasagnas and stuff to put in a freezer so when I'm down I haven't got that pressure to try and cook a full-blown meal for myself and husband as well as looking after a newborn tiny person (laughs) (laughs) but of course it doesn't always go to plan does it let's face it and I felt so pressured from outside influences if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I would feel pressured by you know mother-in-laws and people that I should be breastfeeding instead of bottle feeding and I should it's a loving word again isn't it? I should be doing yes, this now and yes it, that word drives me up the wall but what I found most annoying <laughs> forgive me is social media algorithms are so frustrating because somehow 
social media knew that I'd just had a child. So I was generating all these people and adverts. Oh, God. And it just made me feel like absolute crap <laughs> because you know all these pe- yeah. women were bouncing back again body image issues bouncing back to their pre-baby weight bouncing back to an amazing lifestyle and their house looks spotless and I was sat there and I remember one day I'd burst into tears and I don't cry normally so it's a big thing for me to actually get upset and <laughs> Rosie bless her heart had just like thrown up everywhere on me the pots were mad piled high in the kitchen there was washing everywhere. I can't remember what day it was. I don't know what year we was in at this point. <laughs> and I was just looking at all these hashtag Insta perfect lives. And I was just getting so bogged down. And I had to like step away from my phone, give myself a bit of a you know, social media break, give my head a bit of a wobble, <laughs> if you like, and just go, no, what am I trying? I, there's no such thing as perfect mum. I've not done this before. I have no idea what I'm doing. There's no I'm instruction getting- manual. It's not, they don't come with instructions, do they? I think that's a real flaw. Um, no. There's a pretty good baby sleep book out there, though, you know. Number one, <laughs> number one bestseller, available on Amazon, $7.99. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for doing that, and I don't even know you. I'm so proud of you for stepping away and recognising that it's all bullshit, you know, and to just go, hold on a minute, no. What we see isn't real. This isn't yes. real. They've probably got a team of bloody nannies. <laughs> sorry, I was doing so well. I swear. swear. No, swear. I just said I'm bullshit. So sorry. Swear. I'm we swear. So it's well. okay. We're allowed to swear. It's it, it's interesting, isn't it? And you know the alcohol algorithm thing. Yeah, it's that's naughty. It's naughty, isn't it? And I do have, I have so many parents coming to me, especially new parents, saying, "I can't cope. I can't." And I say, "What can't you cope with?" And it's always. I can't keep up with what other people are doing. Yeah. Yes. Like that's, so that's not about coping. Can you cope with getting up in the morning and having a shower and feeding yourself and feeding your baby and then that, you know, carry on feeding each other throughout the day and then you go to sleep? Can you cope with that? Well, yeah, I can do that. You're coping. You're doing really well. You're okay. Don't believe what you see on social media because those are the best bits and often more often than not especially influencers they don't it's not insta like it used to be instant moments it's a staged photo that has been set up for 40 minutes with the lighting and you know it's all perfection and and that's incredibly sad so I'm so proud that in that those early days of being a mum that you recognize that and thought no 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 Step away. Step away from the phone, put Instagram down and focus on what I'm doing and eating. Yes, very important because the second, again, you start starving yourself, going back to set point, your mind, you can't focus on anything else because you're like mentally hungry. So everything goes down the drain if you're not eating properly. Can I ask, is that your go-to thing that you're aware means that things aren't going well? If um, you catch yourself suddenly revisiting calories and things, is that when you think I need to step back and uh, and have some cake because <laughs> then I'm not thinking about the calories? Um, uh, but I, in, in seriousness, I, you see it. Is that when that's your sort of? You, we all have one. I, I know when I'm just about to have my mental right. I am not doing anything for anyone anymore. If you want to get to 
school on time, you can start walking. You know, that's when I know that I need to step back and I've not spent a bit of time just focusing on myself or looking after myself because I'm feeling overwhelmed and like a slave. Um, is But for you, is it that you, you find yourself thinking about food in a negative way? I do. And you've just hit the nail on the head there because you said when you feel overwhelmed, Mm-hmm. I struggle very much to kind of name my emotions, if that makes sense. So I will automatically turn to, I feel fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, and this is a very debated topic, but I, I'm a strong believer that fat is not a feeling. I can feel uncomfortable in my body. I can feel, you know, uncomfortable in my skin, but I can't feel fat. What else is going on here, Zoe? What am I actually feeling? What am I trying to avoid? And normally it's, you know, I've been running around too much, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I'm taking it out on my body instead of dealing with what's actually going on. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. That you I just, I knew we both just went really quiet there. We were so, <laughs> you'd sucked us in there. We were just yeah. going, whoa. That is so <laughs> true. true. It's really that true. And I think so it's true. amazing that you, you can feel that. I think that's amazing that we do. We all have our instant go-to of what is wrong with us to pinpoint um our emotions like you say and actually if we sat and acknowledged it it would be a lot quicker and easier to resolve rather than think like you saying, right I need to do this or I'm like right obviously the bathroom is filthy so I need to clean that no I don't need to clean the bathroom in fact that's the reason I don't that's the reason I'm feeling like I need to clean it because I'm thinking I need to clean the whole house there's, because there's, that's the feeling there's like yeah. a whole whole body kind of positivity movement that's been kind of getting more and more more so um and I do support a lot of it I do think some of it is a little bit um telling people what to do and telling people how they should be so for me I love fitness I that's not everybody's cup of tea but like my body shape looking at me doesn't look like I am a super fitness. I love, I love, you know, I used to love running. I go to the gym twice a week. I work out at home. I've got a personal trainer. Um, because for me, that's my me time. And that's when I don't think about anything else other than completely knackering myself out because it feels good. I really like the feeling, you know, I'm not, you know, crazy addicted to it, but so what are your thoughts on the whole body positivity thing, uh, movement and the whole kind of anti-diets um, or anti-fitness or, um, you know, that kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of it. I out- do, yeah. A lot it's, of it. Again, it can, can be very confusing for people reading it because you don't know what whereabouts you fit in. What, you know, should I? To the point where lately I'm... I don't really post my work. I like a workout anymore. If I'm really proud that I've lifted 50K, you know, I'm, I, won't, I won't post it anymore because I'm worried that that makes me look like, you know, that I'm for oh, I do. Yeah. You know what? I do have this problem as well because obviously talking about what I do talk about and yes, I'm very much the same as you with regards to the whole body positive movement. There, I, agree, I believe that there's a line with exercise because I enjoy exercise 
I enjoy dancing and movement and anything that is fun. And that's where, you know, that's the line, really. The second exercise starts becoming a punishment. Yeah. Is when it starts to get dangerous, I think. You know, the second it starts to be, I need to work out because I've eaten this and I should work out Mm -hmm. because I've eating yes. this that's that's totally. where that line is yeah so you know exercise I'm, I always say exercise should be a celebration of what your body can do and if you want to post you know that you lifted that that's amazing that's celebrating what your body can do that is yeah such a positive thing and if you enjoy it and it's not you know a punishment for anything then post away what anyone else yeah obviously with diets I am obviously I'm, I'm anti-diet industry yeah yeah if that makes sense I don't agree with these multi-million pound companies that don't work because again 95% of these diets do fail yeah sorry and again that's how you get stuck in that cycle where you think oh I need to lose weight so you pay you go on a diet you lose weight but then you regain the weight a few months later so then you think oh I need to go on a diet so you pay you lose weight and then you regain it it's that side of things that I don't necessarily agree with yeah but yeah as a whole body positive it's again it's just embracing what your body can do it's celebrating your body and that's kind of where I lie anyway that's fantastic so we talk about self-care and you you know we we love that you're telling everybody about you know the importance of looking after yourself it's not for us for Amy and I self-care we don't think that having a bath is self-care that's kind of (laughs) self-maintenance yes yes it's it's about looking after yourself but now as a mum um time is a little bit shorter for yourself do you actively make time for yourself I'm getting better (laughs) (laughs) I learn the hard way I learn the hard way um to begin with of course I think every new mum has the whole mum guilt where it's like oh I should be with her like 24 hours a day just washing her little face whereas actually (laughs) the best thing I can do for both of us is kind of saying right darling mum you're going to have rosy for the afternoon and I am just going to take that little bit of time out just to breathe because I'm aware I need to stay well so oh it does bug me though um (laughs) you, you said it earlier about just taking a bath my mind doesn't work like that I also struggle with um ADHD so my mind is on like 20 different train tracks with about a billion different trains and I can't just sit in a bath and switch off because I start thinking no. oh I wonder if cows can swim which they can by the way I googled it <laughs> <laughs> I can't just switch off I need you know self-care for me I, I need to engage all of those senses all of the five different senses for me to relax hence the barefoot thing as well because it does yeah. engage all the senses so I tend to turn to like music um I play flute Oh, artist. Wow. Amazing. So again, it involves moving because obviously I've got my. I've just realised this is a talk, so you can't see. <laughs> but obviously, I've got my shoulders up. I'm listening to you know my music cues. I'm concentrating on what I'm doing. I'm barefoot as well, obviously, when I'm doing it to focus on the ground, and it just engages all of those different senses. So I, I need to make sure that I'm doing things that are, that work for me. Yeah. Because I think we have a. It's a bit of a blanket phrase, isn't it? Oh, make sure you're practicing self-care. But what self-care looks like for me is completely different to what it looks like for other people. And I remember getting my knickers in a white dress because I was adamant that I was doing self-care wrong. 
to begin with uh, that's it though that, yes. that's what I've loved about our guests because we have some guests who literally do just need to switch off and go for a nap and to them that is self-care but then we had Gail on a couple of weeks and hers was something as simple as sorting out her dressing table because to her she still it just was it was something that would make her feel good at the end of it so I think it's really interesting because like we say self-care is portrayed um in the consumerism way of make sure you've got your bath bomb make sure you've got your your, um glass of wine or your cup of tea in the bath and you've got your face mask and your book and yes in some ways that's really good to do and I'm not saying if that's what you do to make yourself feel better that's a bad thing but what I'm saying is that is not the thing that everyone needs so when as a parent I'm sure you've been told take time for yourself go for a bath go and have a bath and you want to go no can I go and play the flute please yes exactly (laughs) can I go and stand in my garden with the flute because (laughs) yeah but but that's that's what it is so it, it it is very personal about what makes you feel good and what recharges you and what might recharge someone completely might drain somebody else you know I think it's a really interesting point that you've made that you can't let your head you can't just sit in a bath and chill you have to do something that focuses you and takes you away and I think that's a very similar feeling to when people talk about running and exercise as well because they're focusing on you know, when I'm running, I'm focusing on not falling over. <laughs> when Fee's <laughs> lifting, she's focusing on not dropping your channel toe, probably. You know, and all exactly. the other points. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. really interesting. But no, music, I must admit, music's definitely my go-to. I think I said earlier, I struggle with my emotions. I have avoided so many different emotions throughout my life and it led to crisis. So for me, self-care is just taking that time out to get in touch with what I am really feeling. And again, yes. I can't often pinpoint what I'm feeling. I can't, if someone asks me how I am, I'm like, I don't know. Well, here's a song <laughs> that explains how I am. <laughs> here's Fantastic. a piece of music that explains how I feel. It's just the way I work. Zoe, I could talk to you all day. You've been <laughs> absolutely an amazing guest. And I think from the amount of pauses that with, with Amy and I just not knowing what to say, because you're just... It's great, isn't it? I've learned really so inspiring. I'm going to take Thank my socks you. off a lot more. <laughs> yes, do absolutely feel to ground <laughs> under beneath you. That's a new word. Underneath you. There we go. Beneath you. Where Where can people find you, Zoe? Where can they find you? <laughs> where can they find you to find out more and to hear more of your inspirational chats and see your lovely pictures and your lovely rainbow hair? Where can people find you? <laughs> Normally I'm hiding away on, not hiding away, but I'm on Instagram and I am known as Barefoot Rebel One because Barefoot Rebel was taken. How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) And on Twitter, I'm known as Rebel Barefoot because again, how dare they steal my username? (laughs) But yeah, do track me down, you know, follow me by all means. I tend to post if I've got talks and things coming up, I will post about it so you can, you know, you've got time to get tickets or whatever. Thank you. Good so luck with much. the book. Yeah, I'm the brief. best of luck. The best of luck. I need a little time for me to just be free of the daily. I need a little time for myself. Ish. Thanks for listening.
subscribe or you can follow us on social media at Selfish Podcast UK.